The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Quick break to talk about AG1 Athletic Greens, one of our favorite partners, one of our favorite supplements. It is your one-stop shop, all-in-one scoop, all-in-one bang. This thing is the most you're going to get bang for your buck in one place. Like I said, I take it every single morning. Lauren takes it every single morning. We take it when we travel. We carry the travel packs and then we have the big bag at home. We put it in a heaping glass of water every single morning. It reminds us also to hydrate. What I love about this is you get all of these nutrients, adaptogens and vitamins all in one place. It really is your multivitamin for the day. I don't think I could start my day anymore without this. I have been talking about this product for so long on this show because I think it is absolutely incredible. For someone like me who does not do a good job of getting my greens in so consistently, this has been an absolute game changer. And if you're someone that struggles to get your vitamins, your minerals, your supplements, your greens in one day, this could also be a game changer for you too. It's also, like I said, going to remind you to hydrate first thing in the morning. That's so important. We talk about hydration on this show. And what I love about this is you cannot take this powder without hydrating. So it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system enhancement, sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. Of course, it's all clean ingredients. And we have a special offer for you. If you want to take ownership of your health Today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash skinny. That's athleticgreens.com slash skinny. Check it out, athleticgreens.com slash skinny. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. But I know the moment how I started my disorder and I was in school, they showed a video about body image and eating disorders and they described how to do it in the video. And so I was like, oh wow, that's how you get skinny? This is what people are doing? And then I copied it. I would do all these diets that was like avoiding food, right? When you diet and become obsessed with everything you're eating, that didn't work. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to not eat. And that didn't, you know, it just got bad. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll learn to love food. And then that was for me. I don't know if that works for everybody, but that worked for me. Crystal Minkoff is on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her show. She is the star of one of my favorite shows, A Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But... The reason that I invited her on the show is because she's very well-rounded. Not only is she the co-founder and CEO of the organic and sustainable coconut water brand Real Coco, she's also an outspoken advocate for body positivity and mental health awareness. In this episode, we talk about her personal experience of overcoming an eating disorder, her ongoing relationship with food, how it's been to film, her culinary arts, she is so talented in the kitchen, and her marriage to fame director Rob Minkoff. We kind of go everywhere in this episode. She really, really is open and raw and real and vulnerable. I have a lot of respect for her, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear her in this space. If you haven't watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I don't know what to say. Start from the beginning. It's like a wild ride. It's a roller coaster. It's such a good show. With that, let's welcome Crystal Minkoff to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. This is the Skinny Confidential Him and Her. We have Crystal in the studio. I'm so excited to interview. I've wanted to interview you forever. I am a huge Housewives fan, which is where I first discovered you. And then I did a deep dive before this interview. And I just feel like there's so much more to you that people don't know. 
So I wanted to have you on. Thank you. Give us some background of how you grew up before all of housewives being married, being a mother. So I grew up in the Valley in Northridge, actually, like down the street from where Garcelle currently lives. So every time we film there, I'm very excited because it's like where I grew up. I went to school in LA. I went to UC school for college. I'm just like a LA kid through and through. My parents were immigrants from China and, and met here in the States. And I grew up in a very sort of like middle, middle upper class life. The weekends was very much East LA with my grandparents. No one spoke English, only Chinese. And then my sort of week long, my weekdays were just like a kid in the valley. And then I met my husband when I was in college and we've been together almost 20 years now. Okay, so I want to go back. So your parents your parents migrated from China and they met here. Yes. And yeah, they came separately. Were you able to go to China when you were little? Yeah, so I grew up, my grandparents were still in Taiwan, my okay. mom's side. My my dad has an incredible history, sad history, but he grew up during the revolution. So his family perished. Oh, wow. Like when he was a child oh from starvation. I know it's like a crazy story, but so I only knew my mom's side because I didn't grow up with my dad's family, obviously. And so my mom's parents had lived in Taiwan before they emigrated when we were about 10. So I spent all my summers in China. And then I didn't really go back throughout like middle school and high school because they were all here. And then I started going back. I studied abroad in China and then I bought a home there. Yeah, when well, I was 23. When you were little and you go to China compared to the United States, was it a jarring difference or no, because you were immersed in the culture here? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, because I was with my grandparents, it felt a little bit connected, but it was it's a culture shock. I mean, I, I'm an American kid, you know, spending my summers there was magical, but it was also like I couldn't be with my friends. I didn't have those like my family. We didn't have the money to like go to like Hawaii and all those things. I mean, I had been there like once. So it was like, that was our annual trip. You know, if we could, you know, but my dad was a doctor. We, it wasn't like we didn't have it, but they were not spenders. So going there was sort of an extension of being home, but it was a culture shock. Yeah. And were your parents strict, easy or? What's it like growing up in the Valley? <laughs> By the way, I, I have like a hashtag in my head. I, I would say hashtag 818 stop the hate. The Valley is amazing. People have a <laughs> terrible sort of impression of it. I don't know why, but I love the Valley and I don't live in the Valley, but I say I live Valley adjacent. So I'm I think very... it's because it's called the Valley and it just sounds <laughs> like, you know. I, mean? I feel like the Valley's PR has gotten better though, because I do hear it coming back and people really into it. Yeah. Now there's a tequila brand, right? Yeah. A one eight. Yeah. The Kardashian. Oh God! Again, triggering. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael. Michael, you got to watch the show if you don't know what she's talking oh, about. Listen, I am a huge Housewives fan, and you know that every time it's on, I tune in. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Listen, I, you know, she sucked me in over the years. I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty caught up. It's compelling television, isn't it? Oh my God! It's, it's hard not to. It's Any hard man to look that away. says that he can look away, I don't believe him. I'm like, as soon as they say that, I'm like, nope, can never do anything with you. I don't trust you because <laughs> that's it's, so funny. You, you I used up. to watch the show, and Rob would walk in, and he's like, "Why are you watching this?" I'm like, "It's just easy." And now, of course, he's so invested. He like watches alone, like he's in the library, <laughs> and he's like, "So now, when we get the episodes, we watch it." Like separately. I mean, all the franchises. Hold on. Some, <laughs> someone that is literally behind the Lion King is watching Real Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> that's in, that's pretty incredible. Look, you, you know, must think it's good cinema. At the end of the day, it's all drama, right? It is. Yeah, it's good. conflict resolution. So it's it's 
definitely conflict resolution. Yes, but he's so funny. He always has, like, he when he watches it, he's like, when someone has, like, a crazy line on the show, he's like, oh, I got to figure out how to use that in a movie. <laughs> there's so many. There's yeah. so many, especially if you're a real Housewives like watcher. Like, there's so many one-liners that are iconic from across the board. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you this. I always wonder this, and obviously being close and adjacent to this world and, you know, dealing with entertainers. What is the motivation or like what's the thought process when you and your husband think about this opportunity? Because obviously you're not novice to what takes place on these channels and entertainment and you know the business behind it. It's like, what what are you guys thinking before you go into the franchise? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we had like kind of one leg up in terms of what to expect. Sure. So I was able to, you know, Rob's agent has been with him for 30 years, our lawyers, like all in entertainment. So we really spent a lot of time discussing it with them over months during my interview process. A lot of it was don't do it because they love us as a family. They wanted to protect us. At the end of the day, we, Rob and I knew we would be okay with each other. It wasn't about our relationship. It was what would it expose to our kids and we knew that they were young enough. They're not on social media. They don't watch the show. They're young. So, but we had a lot of, a lot of interviewing our friends and, you know, and in the business. And when I started filming, so when I was in Tahoe, which was major, that was like my opening. <sighs> that was a lot. I was, that was my third day of filming ever being on camera. And I called Rob. I was like, they're in my room. And, and then he had to call his agent and we were all confused. I'm like, this is off hours. And he's, and then he called, they called me back. They're like, no, this is reality there. There's no off hour. We were very confused because we leaned into it like it was a production and sure. it is, but it's still, it's different. It's not the same as a scripted show at all. You thought it's like, it's like when you get to go in your room and close the door, the door is closed and that's it. And we're done. Yeah, we're done. That makes sense. I, that's, that's how I would think. Well, that's why we could yeah, never no, do this. It's not, it's not, it's, it's game on all the time. Well, look what happened to Lenny in Miami. Lisa and Lenny. Oh, the yeah. hot mic moment. I mean, he probably thought no one was listening and he's in his... Well, look, if you have a mic on... But thing is, I didn't have a mic on. So I'm like really like shut down for the night and then it kept going. So that's when it was like, you guys, this is like his age. Like, this is what it is. Like, I'm like, okay. So then I had to go back in and... You know what I yeah. would do? <laughs> this is what I would do. Get some mouth tape. Like okay. mouth tape <laughs> that you can tape your mouth shut when you're sleeping and put it on when you go in the room. So they're not going to, they know because, you, you know, I, I tape my mouth shut when I'm sleeping. It's really good for your breathing. What? It's really good for your breathing. She's a big thing on this. Well, it's actually become what? like a big yes, thing. Yes, I tape my mouth safe? shut every night for the yeah, last they, four months. Well, they, what happened is they... By choice? Yeah. Are you okay with that? Well, they've done well. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I don't. It's, it's like <laughs> what? Sometimes he went I just and got it, it for me the other night because I forgot it. Honestly, sometimes just in the day, I'll just pass over the mouth tape too. Oh my I'm God. No, I'm just kidding. But here's gonna be so. Rob's gonna love but this. But no, they found they did this <laughs> whole study on mouth breathers versus nose breathers, and okay. you want to be a nose breather because obviously it keeps your jaw in place and it's better for your immune system. All these things, and they they basically studied these two twins. I'm gonna butcher this, and. One was a nose breather, one was a mouth breather. And over time, it like just distorts your face and ruins your breathing. You get worse sleep. You know, like if you're if you're not breathing through your nose, it's cavity is better breath. If you tape your mouth shut, tongue is no not in the right place. So think about it. A million things. But the point of this is, is what I was saying is <laughs> when next time you're on a trip, put some mouth tape on okay. because they're going to know she can't talk with mouth tape and she's going to bed. 
It's like signals, like there's an undertone. I don't think they care. I think they'd film that too. I think they're going to film me with the mouth tape. (laughs) Do you realize how crazy I'm going to (laughs) look? Then put your wait. Put real Coco's Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Is there? Is it just tape or is it actually? No, it's like a specific. I'll show you before you leave. It's like a specific brand. It's B1O, I think, and it's amazing. Okay. It works. Wow, that's just a tangent. Okay. Fascinating. Go, let's go back. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but if you're a ma- if you're not a mouth breather, then like you don't have that issue, then you just would never know. I'm not a mouth breather. I'm a nose breather too. So I I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'm not sure. But no, okay. I, bet, I bet you're I bet you're a nose breather. Okay. You definitely have the issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taylor, you're for sure a mouth breather. Oh, yeah, that just guy so back you know, there, Taylor sure. back there is for sure. for sure a mouth breather. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so your brother yes. is a famous pop star. Is that yes. correct? Yes. In China. In China. Okay. How old were you guys when this happened? And how did he even go about this if you guys are living here? Yeah. Easy. easy. So my brother went to Michigan and I went to UC Irvine. When he went to Michigan, he studied abroad in China. And when I was in Irvine, I studied abroad in China. It was just what you do as Chinese kids, right? Like you go back. He never came home from, from studying abroad. He was at Michigan studying business and then went to China and then somehow, (laughs) long story, got a record deal and then called my mom. My mom's like over my dead body. What what are you talking about? And and then I think because I just started dating Rob and then my mom, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty Chinese household. And I think then she saw like, oh, maybe you can have a career in the arts. It was all arts to her, right? Directing, singing, whatever which is not something you naturally do in an Asian household. It's just not, unless you, unless your parents are in the arts, right? My parents were not. So she said, okay, you can record an album, but you got to finish Michigan. So he flew back for the summer and finished a year and a half of school in the summer. He just like killed it and went back, recorded an album and won, won MTV Best New Artist Asia. And what and happens to been, his life that just, 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 just blow, like, yeah. he can't, like, get a moment alone anymore? No, it's like, I mean, it's been 20 years. So, yeah. like, you know, pop stars have their peak and whatever. So, at that time, it was, but he was, he started at an era of China where, like, things were opening up. So, he really grew with the country and it was, it was very exciting. So, then that's why, so Rob and I bought a place there a couple years after. So, we started spending a lot of time there, too. I think he has like five or six albums. I don't know. It was so out of sight out of mind though, because I was living in LA and I was like, so he called, he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I got to call you back. I'm filming like, you know, a music video. I'm like, okay, bye. Like it was so distant and random to me. It wasn't. That makes sense because Michael took me to Beijing when we first started dating. Oh, okay. And I was in the you See the way they looked at her over there when it was- <laughs> I liked it. I felt famous. Yeah. Well, you are. You, you are just by nature famous there. She like, came out, new boob job. Later, like, <laughs> they were like, what's happening here? But I was making friends with our cab driver and asking her all about the Kardashians and she had no idea. Oh, no. And so that makes sense to me that you're saying that you were separated from your brother's success because it is so separated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's its own country, its own language. He sings in Chinese. So when I go there, it was fun, you know? So I got sort of a glimpse into, like, the Hollywood of China. But it's different than here. He, the states have a—they respond to celebrity differently. What like, do they you don't mean? Gl- like, in China, it's more managed, and it's also, like, it's more wholesome. Here, it's, like, more— they Voyeuristic. Don't, yeah, and they're also, like, they, like— they want to see people crash and burn here. 
It's not like that in China. I was just talking they to uplift someone you. about it's, that. I was just talking about how, how people build you up to tear you down to then neutralize you. It's so interesting. When, when I ever see a, a famous like Instagram or TikToker go super viral, you'll notice the human nature is then to mm-hmm. tear it down. And this they do this in Housewives of too. Course. And then they neutralize you. So it's like, it is it is an interesting thing that's that's really prominent in America. Yes. There's a famous Chinese director, Zhang Zhizong. I don't, I'm not saying his name, but he moved next You're door to my parents. You're not saying his name right yeah, at all. That, Zhang is say his it first again. name. He, he produced it's such... close. It's like the Game of Thrones of China. Like it's okay. something the Monkey King or Monkey... And he produced it. And he's like the Spielberg over there. But he moved over here because over there... He's like, you can't, he can't walk the streets. Mm. But he said it's all, what he was telling me, he said it's so safe and it's so, it's like people admire him. Yeah. But he comes here and he's like, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Like he's in the grocery store and they have no, like Americans have no clue. And over there he's like the king, right? Totally. But that's why I laugh at my brother because in China he like would run, like, you know, he started when he was 20. So he was like running the clubs and he was everywhere. And like here he's like outside waiting in line for like an hour. I'm like, no one gives a shit about you. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, it humbles you a little bit. He's like, I can't get in anywhere. Where I'm like, <laughs> whatever, no one gives a shit about you. That's so amazing. it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. At what point and where and when, and you talked a little bit about this on Juicy Scoop, did you meet Rob? So I met him in 2003. It was the end of my sophomore year. And he was directing Haunted Mansion for Disney right around the corner. My He was having a birthday party for his friend. And my friend knew the person who's having the birthday party. Okay. It, she was invited. Well, and, and were asked you me to expecting go. anything out of this night or was this one of those nights no. you just threw it together? Yeah, I was like not, I just, I was at Irvine and I drove down and, and I was not like a party girl at all. I was like very straight laced and I really am still like, I just came down to go out with my friend and at a birthday party. And then I met Rob and he's social until he's not. And then it was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Until he's not, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a classic artist, like this Rob. And so he was just sitting, he had a piano in his office and he was just kind of like playing piano on his own. And it's so funny because that's how we met because he was like not engaging with anybody. But like, it's the thing that drives me crazy as a husband. I'm like, pay attention, you know? But because he was like that, I just ended up sitting with him and we were like, because I didn't know anybody and I was so young. And then we were just talking and then we just kept talking and we've been together ever since. And had you already launched your business or this is way after? No, I launched my business when I was 29. So when you guys got together, yeah. how long did you guys wait to have kids? I'm just trying to get the whole lay of the yeah. land. So 2003, we got married 2007. We waited almost five years to get married. And then we waited another. So I didn't have Max until 2012. Michael and I did that. That's I think that's nice. You it's like, great. You get to have a life time. with someone first. Oh, yeah. We had 10 years together without. Isn't that nice around? to have? Yeah, because you need to, I mean, look, need whatever that word is. Like, I know what it's like to live my life with him in a very meaningful way without kids. Yep. Because I think that's that can be a struggle. Like, the kid thing is adds a whole other element of stress and dynamic change and all that. And so... I get to refer back to it. And so something that Rob and I always do every year is we we obviously travel the kids a lot, but we take a two-week trip out of the country to a new country every year together alone. And we've done that since the kids, I mean, Max was one years old. I was going to ask you about that because we have young kids. And I'm like, what well, is that the move? That's you just go. That's the move. That's the move. You go and for they, two they weeks. Two weeks. And they're fine. 12 to 14 days. Yes. And they're fine. We and went to Machu Picchu. We do all these things. Because at first I was like, oh, I don't want to go there because I want to bring the kids. And it's and Rob is the type. He's like, you'll go again. 
he's very forward thinking and he doesn't believe in like, he, he's just like, we'll go next year. Doesn't he matter. Just like going he doesn't set. have the box around him. No, like he does not. It's, but he's an animator. You know, he's like, he creates, he's a dreamer. He's a creator. So he's just like, no, we go. And I'm like, okay, great. So I don't feel like guilty anymore. It's like, we'll take them when they care, you know? But yes, that's the, that's, you that's gotta go away. They'll be fine. Because we've been going away for like maybe three, four days max. I get it. It's I, hard. You get to stretch it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I have family here. Yeah. Lucy lives with us. So they have a lot of the same that they're, and and our kids do not like, they're fine when we leave. They're not, like, that's hard. When I see kids like crying when they walk out, and the parents walk out of the house, they're like, bye, see you. Like, just they'll FaceTime me. You can tell your kids are independent on the show. They're independent. <laughs> no, they're, that's good. I, yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's great. For anyone who's listening that doesn't have context of who your husband is, can you explain it? I don't really know. I don't think I'm going to do it eloquently. <laughs> There's so much. I don't know, like, where you want me to start. <laughs> Rob, well, uh, yeah, Rob is a director and he started his career at Disney and he directed his first full feature was The Lion King. That's a that's a good first. Yeah. A good first. Not a bad first. Yeah. When you say he directed, like he's explain that with a cartoon because I don't my I, my brain doesn't understand that. Yeah, I, he gets that question all the time, so yeah. I've, I've heard him answer this. Okay. Each department runs a character, like Simba's a, a department, you know, Mufasa's department, and also the landscape and color. And so he will literally have a meeting every fifteen minutes. So if you see his calendar, it's bananas. And so the lead of like Simba will come in and they have a team of maybe 30 people. And so his job is to make sure everything is coherent because everyone's drawing something separately, right? So he, it's like everyone has their own literally pen or paintbrush and he needs to make one drawing at the end of the day. And so he's making sure everything works together coherently it takes like two years to do. Oh. So someone who draws Simba, the Mufasa is a different drawer. Yes. Even though they... And no, they have a whole they, team on their own. Nothing, nothing looks disjointed. Correct. That's, that's his job is to join So he's them. he's making it seamless. Yes. That's so interesting though because if you were to ask me, I would say it's the same animator everywhere because it does look the same. Yeah, yeah. That's but like it's And it's interesting when he does live action, he's like, you know, you have to deal with people who are actors who are adjusting and, you know, their own personality where animation, like every lash, every blink is designed. Oh my gosh. And so it's, yeah, that's why it takes so long. So Lion King, Haunted Mansion, he's done. Stuart Littles. Stuart Littles. Yeah. I'm going to show Zaza Stuart Littles. I haven't showed her that yet. Symbiotica, one of our favorite brands on the planet. We just had Shervin, the founder of Symbiotica, on this show for the fourth time. I think it's a record. We were trying to figure that out on the show. How many other guests have been on four times? There may be one, maybe two, and I can't think of them off the top of my mind, but four times. You know if we're having somebody back that often, it's because they really know their shit. They are very interesting. They have the answers that we're looking for. And Symbiotica has become integral to this show. We take so many of their products. We recommend so many of their supplements. One of my favorites is their vitamin D3 and CoQ10. They have just such an incredible line of supplements. I think the go-tos that we were talking about on the show is even if you're just starting with their vitamin D3 and their B12 and their magnesium, that is a solid base for anyone to get their foot in the door. What I love about these supplements is they're liposomal. So you actually eat them. It's like food. It's not like taking just a pill. You actually eat this stuff and you actually digest it. So it's a whole different delivery system and you get a ton of benefits from doing so. 
Symbiotica products are made with the highest quality bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system, like I said. And like always, we have an exclusive discount code for you. Just visit symbiotica.com slash skinny. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com slash skinny for 15% off site wide. If you're just getting started, I would definitely, like I said, start with the vitamin B12, the vitamin D3, CoQ10, and the glutathione. I think those are absolute game changers that are going to completely enhance your life. Again, symbiotica.com slash skinny for 15% off site wide. Let's talk about hydration and specifically getting the right electrolytes to replenish your system and make sure that you're hydrated throughout the day, throughout your workouts. If you're dehydrated, you're going to notice a bunch of different things. You're going to notice brain fog. You're going to notice that you get tired throughout the day. You're going to notice your workouts are not as good. It is so important to stay hydrated also for weight management and just efficiency in the overall body and system. So this is why I love talking about Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a lot of salt with no sugar. It contains science-backed electrolyte ratios of 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, which is everything you need to get the proper electrolyte synthesis into your system. It's got none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no filler, no BS. And Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, paleo diet. Here's how I take it. Lauren and I go to the gym. I throw it in the water during the workout and I stay hydrated and replenished the whole time. It's easy to use and it all tastes good. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com skinny. This deal is only available through our link. You must go to drinklmnt.com skinny. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Drinkelement.com skinny. You decide to launch, I believe, with your brother, Real Coco. Yes. Okay. How does that come about? Why do you decide to do that? Yeah. So Jeff was in China and my best friend actually, when I when Jeff was studying abroad, I brought my best friend from high school to visit my brother in China. He ended up also just learning. He's like white, but he like learned Chinese. He saw the future of China, ended up moving there. And he called my brother and he's like, I have access to, he was starting to do like manufacturing and he called Jeff. And he said, you know, do you want to start this brand? And then my brother wanted to cross it over to the States because we were getting our coconuts from Southeast Asia. So then I came on board and we started this brand when I was 29. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. We're the, actually the largest organic coconut company in the world right now. Wow, good for you. I know. You got to I mean, brag a little bit. When I, I did, listen, that was no, a brag. You got to brag about, uh, you were talking, the I think, about Costco. Went down and it was a quiet brag. <laughs> about Costco, like what you guys did there, about stocking the shelves, like really, like, I mean, I was impressed with what you were saying. Like, Thank it, you. there's a lot to it. Explain a little bit more of the business, the behind the scenes of yeah. what it's doing. You know, it was really kind of exciting to have a Asian-based company. But at the end of the day, like I wanted to also expand to the States. And so we started in China primarily in their, it's called BHD, which is like their Whole Foods. We got very like, you know, it's always, it's hard to get shelf space to begin with. Is that a bigger market or is this a bigger market? I would say U.S. is a big market. U.S. is a big, China's 
big. It's our second largest. Sure. It's like movies, right? Like America's always number one. And then I heard that's going to flip soon, though. I mean, it's like it's it will. It's, yeah, it will. I mean, with COVID, we'll like, you know, we'll see. But it's it was that was on the track to happen. It's interesting because plant-based products were starting. It's, it's actually very new, right? You hear like soy milk and then almond milk. And then I think soy has really kind of had its, it's ran its I think, course. I think soy is done. I don't think it's good for us men. It's not good. So yeah. what I loved about coconuts, it's the most sustainable nut-based water in the world. And so we don't have to put sprinklers. Everything is naturally recycled through rainwater. And so for us, even that was like, our costs came down. You know, we we didn't take any investment. We just did it ourselves. Oh, that's hard. Very hard. We have no debt. And we were like, let's just try this like grassroots job because Jeff was still singing. We all had our own stuff going on. So it wasn't like all eggs and, you know, we weren't like putting up our houses for this, you know, but it took a long time where I think other brands would have grown maybe more quickly or could have died quickly. We just kept pushing and Costco we, we had a couple products at Costco, but now we're in every region other than Texas, but that's coming this year. So we're going to be in 100% of Costco's this year, which is wild. That is insane. Wild. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. And I'm a big Costco shopper, so. And I always, when I look at your Instagram, I look at like all the drinks that you're making with this. She makes like the best food, which I want to ask you about oh in a second, things. but you make like cocktails with this. Yeah, tell yes. Lauren about food, because I if I get one yeah. home-cooked home meal in the next 10 years, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> Okay, no, this is where I'm really going to help you then. Well, I, I fell in love with cooking when I, in like, I, my mom didn't cook. I'm sorry, mom, it's the truth. She doesn't cook. It was I was a Costco baby. Like everything was microwaved and frozen. But all our friends' moms seemed to cook. And so Jeff and I would go to our friend, like next door, and they would feed us all this like great food. So my brother and I both loved to cook. I think it's like skips a generation, you know? And <laughs> Yeah, because you know what? Her parents... Both mom and dad were phenomenal. Does, and okay. dad's in the restaurant business. So I guess I just, I have to It skips, yeah. So your kids will, you know, they'll cook. But like my mom didn't. And so like I really wanted that. So, and then Food Network was really sort of on the rise and getting popular. So it was like my background TV. We'd only watch World Pork Couture and Food Network. That's it. Okay. Like around the clock. And then I was like starting to cook, like trying recipes. And I remember the moment where I was like, I want to go to farmer's market and just see what's fresh and see if I can make something. And it was like an utter fail. Like I just did not know what to do other than reading a book. Like I was a science major, you know? And so what I did was, cause I liked school as I went to culinary school. And I was You're like, You're telling I'm me, oh, let me go to culinary school. Yeah. Why, why, you, what am I supposed to do with two kids? I have to go to culinary school? Well, I didn't have kids yet. Okay. Well, listen, I need you to this do was I, I might have missed the boat. This was that five year yeah. awesome His break. His second wife can go. Yeah. I, need you to, I need you to get okay, back to so school. Okay, so you went to culinary school? Yeah. So I did I bet a year. that'd be fun, though. It was amazing. Because, like, I, I mean, uh, I, I still have nightmares about waking up and doing tests. I hated school. I was the worst. I think I got kicked out of every school I ever, <laughs> ever went into. But that school, I feel like yeah. I, I could get behind. You don't, because, you don't fail. Yeah. Wait, and, so, and you can make great so food. They, yeah. they literally taught you everything on how to cook. Yeah. So I went to a French-based school. You know, a lot of people, I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people can do any recipe because you just follow the instructions. But what culinary schools teaches you the base of food. So it's like, this is your heat source. This is your protein source. And then how do you cook it from there? Everything about flavors is like your own design, right? Like, so you're talking about roasting, braising, sauteing, like every base level. And how does a protein affect, how is it affected by the heat source? 
That's how I think about it. I'm like, I, it's like science to me. And then it's like, do you use water? Do you use like all those added liquid sources? How does that work? And so I was just fascinated by it. And I had so much fun. And I think that's what leaned, that's what got me into starting a food product like Real Cocoa because I also loved watching, there was a show called Unwrapped. And it was like, it was literally a 30 minute show about food factories. And I would watch it. Oh, I'm like, oh, I dreamt of having a food factory. And I think that's why I brought, I mean, I don't have a factory here. My factories are in Asia, but I just love the like factory line of like, I just loved all that. So yeah, that's why I started. Let me ask you this. What is the time commitment if you just wanted like a base level of cooking skill? Yeah, I was like just going to ask, okay, like, can you go at night? Because like, like, I know there's le- obviously there's levels. So yeah, we'll say the whole life. Were you going like, nine to five? Yeah, I did a full program a You year. did nine to five, five days a week. No, but say yeah. someone like me got, get, I get interested. I'm like, hey, I want to go and just learn exactly what you're talking about. The basics, the heat, yeah. the pro, like, and I want to be able to come out and put a basic dish together at any time, but, you know, better than what yeah, the average better than the, Yeah, I think there's probably like six week programs that you could do it like once a week at night. Well, maybe oh. we should do that. It might be fun to do together. Because I do remember there was people in my program that were like chefs already at restaurants, but they wanted to become executive chefs. So they needed the degree. So they would come like they they were on a different night program. Huh. But I was like free as a bird. I was like, whatever. So I because I was I didn't work that year because we were about to move to China for movie Rob was directing. We were going to think about kids and the whole thing. So I was like, I'm going to take this year off and just go to culinary school. I mean, it's obviously paid off. No, it was a luxury. Off. It was a luxury. It's paid I off. I might pause this whole yeah. operation and just go to culinary school. Yeah. I tell everyone in this office, I'm going to say, yes. guys, listen, I'll be back in a year. I got to go learn how to cook some stuff. By the way, then you can have Sounds your own nice. factory. I would love if you learned how to cook. I'll sit there and you can cook. <laughs> Taylor, take By the way, husband's thing. very happy with it too. You have been so open on the show about your journey with food in a different, yes. a different way. You've talked about being bulimic, which I really appreciate it because there's a lot of housewives that are not vulnerable like that. And I think that that was your point the whole season you were trying to say. There's an I'm undertone. Just, yeah. You were trying Thank to be you. like a lot of you guys, not maybe not just Beverly Hills, are not being vulnerable. So I'm going to open up. And I found that refreshing and youthful. Thank you. I'm just <laughs> millennially <and> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm by nature very vulnerable. I'm by nature very open because I've gotten to a place where I'm no longer feeling shame about it and feeling embarrassed by it because I know there's so many people that experience it and suffer every day and like they shouldn't feel shameful for about it. So when I, so it's like the idea of where you're like, take your own advice. I'm like, I'm, I'm taking my own advice, right? That I would give to someone like, don't feel bad about it. But actually the cooking thing is very, people don't understand. They're like, how do you cook and you have this disorder? It actually is all encompassing because I wanted to also appreciate food where I hated it. It was like the enemy to me. Every time I'd go out, it was like, I would look at the menu and I'd suffer about it. Where now that I know how to cook, it's like nourishing me and it has really helped my progress. And it's I recovery. I know. And because I didn't know different... it was that strong then. It was sort of just, it was like, I was just like throwing darts at the, you know, and like, maybe this will help. Maybe like, because I would avoid food. I remember thinking like, I would do all these diets that was like avoiding food, right? Eat broccoli with boiled chicken. When you diet and become obsessed with everything you're eating, that didn't work. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to not eat. 
and that didn't, you know, it just got bad. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll learn to love food. And then that was for me. I don't know if that works for everybody, but that worked for me. Was there a point in your life or an event that triggered this? Like that, that basically made you start having this relationship with food in an unhealthy way? Like, do you, do you remember something specifically? Yeah, that happened? I do. I do. I'm sure it was somewhere already. I don't think anything, one thing can just trigger out of sure. nowhere. But I know the moment how I started my disorder and I was in school and, you know, when you go to like, they have like sex ed, they have like all that like home ec stuff. They were, they showed a video about body image and eating disorders and they described how to do it in the video, which I'm sure is no longer shown in school. I schools. remember that. I saw that. I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's how you get skinny. This is what people are doing. And then I copied it that day. And that there was, was it. one Whoa. that they showed too that actually showed the girl throwing up after a meal, like like a like it was like a movie. Oh, or something. There, yeah, there was yes. a movie. That, oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I was like like a reenactment of like. I remember that. So you you learn by example. It was and like I two know, sisters, right, in the movie? It was, was. I didn't watch the movie. Ours was very specifically. It was like to not do it. It was like a. It was a reenact. It was like a. They showed it in class, and so they showed a lot of different things in class, like. Even say like, even saying it, I don't want to say the words because I don't want to share it with people who haven't heard it. You know, like that's what scares me because that's how I learned it. But there were all these different things that they showed us that people did, which was supposed to scare us, right? Remember they showed us the dare, like the drug videos, right. which scared me. That worked for me. This one went the opposite direction for me. So then I, whatever it was breeding in me, now I had an outlet an actual outlet. And that's what happened. You to know, me. what's so funny you say about the dare videos too, is like, we've had people come on and say the opposite, right? Like the dare videos actually encourage them. Yeah. Right. So it's same, same thing, thing here. Right. Yeah. I, I think they've, hopefully they've learned a bit. Like, I don't think you can actually just scare people into or into, into or out of action. Right. It's like, right. Cause gotta, everyone's different. Uh -huh. So each, everyone's going to pick up, learn something, negate something like there's not one way. And uh, you know, the intention was positive. It wasn't like they designed to do this. But for in my case, I I know that I'm not the only one that that happened to. When when you start down this journey of having a disorder, do you know right away it's a disorder or does it take five years or does it take 10 years? What is it yeah. like to be like encompassed by this? I mean, I can imagine it's a lot. Well, I that was I was 11. So oh, at 11, I don't even know if I knew the word disorder. You know, it was just a you're response so to a feeling. That's all. You know, like when you're a kid, you just you want to do whatever makes you feel good. Even though it was not comfortable, I suddenly felt better somehow. You know, I've gone through therapy about it where they're like, the reason why you hold on to it is because your memory as a child is positive because it gave you something positive. Huh. And that's why it's hard to break those things, because at the time it was masking or giving you something that you were missing in your life or whatever it was, I, you know, and it's a coping mechanism. So that's why it's hard to let go. And now it's a negative thing, but that's why habits are hard to break because it's it, familiar. Yeah. A lot of people who have come on here who've talked about an eating disorder or talked about when they throw up. And I think you might have actually said this on the show, too, that there's a relief, a, a release that comes with it. So to me, when I heard that, I, I would think it'd be easy to become addicted to the release. Yes. It's almost like picking up a drink when you're stressed yeah. out. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so that, everyone has their own thing. It's right. just bulimia. And I. it's even hard to say the word, but it's a very 
people don't like to talk about it. It seems dirty. It's it's like the bad one of all of those things. But yes, there is like I would have anxiety feeling full. That's just my thing. And then, yes, as you start to like get used to that, then your anxiety get grows and then the release feeling grows, you know, just so you have to like figure out a way. Everyone's journey is different. But that's why the cooking thing was so massive for me, because I tried to then take the feeling of being full as a positive thing. Huh, that's smart. And because maybe you it was appreciate good for me. Yeah. The love you're putting into the food. Too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense to me. It's a wild journey for me, but that's that's where I, I think it. it's incredible that you spoke out about it. I think that there is a taboo around it. What was, and the, ba- what was the backlash when you did? I, I, maybe I missed it. There I mean, wasn't I know. backlash. No backlash against I me. I bet you it had was, thousands of DMs that were good. Yeah, it no, was, I'm talking about, about the with the women on the show. You said, oh, there was, you were a little oh, there was do, a you lot have a, of... do you have two days? <laughs> oh. I remember. I remember. I mean, I'll, let you, I'll let you say what... I have my own opinion, but you say what, what you're... What's your opinion, though? I think... It was approached. This this is really weird. What I'm going to say in a, they felt really old to me. Mm. The way they approached it, it was like, oh, that's going to win us some friends, Lauren. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> old is maybe the wrong word. It's almost like they were scared to talk about. Well, it's it. like maybe it's like I feel mm. the previous generations hit a lot of shame and won't talk about yes, a lot of things that exactly many hu- like they won't talk about a lot. You know, all of us grew up with this. Like, there's a certain part. Yes. Of the human condition that was off limits until recently. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Like so many things that we talk about on this show, like people in the beginning are like, oh, this is so taboo. And I'm like, well. And not ta- Yeah. yeah we need to talk about it. Yeah. And so a lot, of, I feel like it's a generational thing where some of those taboo subjects are just like, whoa, 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 it's off limits. That's exactly yes. the undertone of it. It was a reflection of them instead of looking at it from your perspective and putting themselves in your yeah. shoes, it brought out something in them that they didn't want to look at. It's almost like, whoa, 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 why are yes. you bringing Here's the thing that I always out. tell everyone. The audience is way smarter than I'm anything. I'm so happy to hear you guys talking about that because it's so hard to experience it and also watch it back because it was almost like they didn't believe me. Gaslighting. And if they did... It was like, you're not allowed to have this experience. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what to tell you. It's like, my hair's black. Like, I can't, like, this is it. Like, it's, it's a factual situation. But there was a lot of questioning and what felt like shaming. But again, I, I, because I'm so kind of long and deep in my journey, I really didn't allow that in. I really, I was like, I went home, like, they're doing this. This is on them. And like, I, I cannot accept that because at the end of the day, I go home to my life, to my body, to my experience, my person. And like, there's not any show that is going to get in the way of my recovery. So I was like, I just like pushed it away. The Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right. Therapy. So many people have benefited from therapy. I know that therapy is definitely a tool in my toolbox that has really helped me in the past. But to be able to do it entirely online is the most convenient, flexible thing ever. You can literally make it suit your schedule. So if you want to do a call or a video, they got you covered. You don't have to do a video if you don't want to. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. You could just talk about everyday life. You could talk about burnout at work. You could talk about something you've gone through in the past, childhood, whatever you want. 
All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. You can do this all from the comfort of your home. And I just think it's a great way to get to know yourself better. It gives you sort of a sense of self-awareness, in my opinion. And it's also an outside perspective that's not so close to your life, right? It's giving you a different perspective. It's a more stepped back perspective than getting advice from like a loved one or a family member or a partner. So of course, we have a code for you. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com skinny today and you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny. You can hear it in my voice right now. I am a little under the weather which is not fun. But I'm not that mad about it because I have Beekeepers Naturals. This is my medicine cabinet. I give it to my kids. Michael takes it. I take it. I have the elderberry syrup. It's like this nighttime syrup that I've been taking every night for the last like five days. And it coats my throat so I don't wake up in the middle of the night coughing. It's absolutely incredible. The elderberry just calms your throat and makes you feel so much better. It is probably the best cough syrup I've ever used in my life. And the best part, it's all natural and they use propolis in it to support your immune system. They also have this throat spray that I've been carrying around because I have a scratchy throat. The medicinal use of propolis is insane. It's such a great thing to incorporate or even make over your entire medicine cabinet. I have these little boxes for Zaza and Towns in their room. I keep them out of reach and in it, I definitely have my propolis spray and this specific syrup for a cough and a cold. You got to try it. Today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. You're going to go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash skinny or enter code skinny. You get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash skinny or enter code skinny. Beekeepers Naturals products are also available at Target, Whole Foods, CVS, and Walgreens. Start feeling better every day today. If you've been listening to the show and you have not tried Perfect Bar, you are missing out. We are obsessed at my house with the dark chocolate chip peanut butter with sea salt. It's crunchy. It's perfect. It's creamy cookie dough texture. And it's absolutely insane when you put it in the fridge. But the best part of it, and the reason I can't stop talking about these bars, is it has 17 grams of protein. So if you're with a partner who gets a little hangry, these are perfect to satisfy a little crunch, a little chew, and also just fill them up, if you know what I mean, in a quick, efficient way. They also have bars for kids. I like to give them to Zaza that have six grams of protein. She thinks she's like getting a cookie because they taste so good. The other flavors that I like, if you're going to get other flavors, are the dark chocolate chip peanut butter, the coconut peanut butter, and the cookie dough. They contain no artificial preservatives and they're stored in the fridge. I keep mine in a little acrylic box in my fridge so everyone in the family can just grab them on the go. They're perfect for on the go. Literally, perfect bar. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store. They will reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. This is so cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com skinny to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com skinny. You get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. 
Do you think some of the cast members across the franchises just get caught up too much in the show and it like becomes too much of their real life? Of course. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I think you have to go into it not allowing it to penetrate. And I think that sh- that speaks to how far you've come with within your recovery. I mean, to be able to ha- sort of have a boundary around it. Yeah. You remember the scene, I, I think, when Erica comes up to her and starts talking about like laxatives and... She's drunk. Did you remember that or no? I tune in, but it's, I remember. Yeah, like the, pockets. Of yeah, moments. pockets of it. I mean, that was, that was. Right. Highly insensitive. But then I think to, about her, you know, where people are like, why didn't you blast her for that? You have to have empathy for her. I have empathy because I, it's like the moment where you're like, when did you know? And I'm like, I don't think she realizes that she maybe suffers through one too. Like taking laxatives is a form of an eating disorder because when my best friends suffer through that. I would never shame someone that what I'm going through, even though because she, she's being highly insensitive. I think it's pure ignorance. I don't think it was like. So do in, I. Yeah. So do I. But what I think the most important moral of all of this story is that the audience does have the ability to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's smart that you went home and you didn't well, want to penetrate. The audience, the audience, yeah, see. I didn't. I, I just. It, it stings in the moment for a second. I of can't course. lie. I'm not going to be like, that didn't, like, I, I'm a human and I feel those things. I, the actual moment I felt it was, I felt embarrassed. That's the experience in that moment. When someone says that to you, you're like, you feel sort of like weirdly on display and you're on a show. So I understand that's the whole idea. But like, because it's so personal, that's why I just sort of retreat. And then like, and then I don't allow that in. But it, yeah, it stings sometimes. Do you think that one of the reasons that people were uncomfortable because you decided to open up about something that was so personal and so vulnerable and maybe that exposed that other people weren't opening up about things that were vulnerable in their own lives? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to go there, but I also think it's such a foreign concept if you really don't suffer through it. Like it's, I think it's very, I don't think people want to understand it. It's it's feels a little bit heavy and I don't think we want to touch that subject for some reason. Well, I want to touch it in the sense that I want to say if someone's listening and they're struggling, what is there anything that you a tool in your toolbox that's really helped? Is it a bunch of different things? Is there any I don't I don't want to say tips, but any takeaways that you've learned through this experience to give to someone who may need them? I mean, I've I got like I got thousands of DMs about it. I got so many that people said. I got a lot that said, I never knew I had eating disorder until I, everything you were describing is I, what I go through. I got a lot of, I've never said it out loud to one person in my life. I've had it for 30 years. Like people really wow. shared with me. Like, And I just think it's one day at a time. And if you feel successful in a day, great. And if you fail the next day, it's not a failure at all. Like it is a long-term process to get through. It's always a health hazard, but if you really feel like it's that point, it's it's like try to seek help. There's a lot of avenues. I mean, there's a lot of different associations that people can reach out to, but it's scary. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing to talk about. I didn't talk about it for so long. I mean, my friends knew. If you have your, I mean, your close friends know. If you're around people, they they can tell, and a really good friend will bring it up, but. There's a lot of resources, but people can just message me. I talk to everybody who, That's about really it. Nice. Who, if you DM me about that, we're, we're talking. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Be so careful what you go, wish for. It's though, a lot. I know. It's a lot. Get, but oh, I my do. gosh. That's incredible. 
I think it, the more you talk about it, it sounds like you want to be more active in helping people recover. And I think that's where this all started, which is so crazy, is it started with housewives. It seems like I know. I, mean, I never thought I never thought in my life like it was not something I was going to talk about. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. So hindsight, you go back in time. You doing the show or you're not doing the show? How are we feeling about it at this point? I mean, every day I go back and forth, <laughs> you know, it's uprooted my life in the craze. I, I have a very, I'm very lucky. I have a very great, normal life. But here's the way I think about this. We get to do this and curate this. We've done it for seven years and we've had all sorts of, we get to talk to people like you and all these people, but it's this thing that we control and it's environment that we can kind of turn up or turn down and people kind of, you know, they don't feel maybe as entitled to what we're doing in our life as maybe they do to someone in your position. Mm. Like I, I want, like we have all these people that come on these shows and I feel like the microscope that you guys get put under once you go, it's, it's gotta be intense in a different way, even than like an actor or a, or so a traditional celebrity. It's like, cause there's still a little bit, like, oh, but like people feel entitled to know every aspect of everything you're doing. Yes, now. it's true. And I have a lot of empathy for that. I, that concept when people expect that, cause I know as a viewer of random shows, like I feel that way. And I keep, I have to check myself all the time, but I understand why, you know, they feel like you signed up. Now we get to just scrutinize all day long. It's hard, but because I have, I have a very big life and very normal life. I have a ton of friends. I'm from here. So when I, I can shut it off and go back to that. Whereas like, I think a lot of people can't. It all gets blended into their lives and it becomes, it takes over them. Like, I would have never done it had I felt like it would have been too much chaos in my family. And that that grounds me when I go back to it. But I've been with Rob for so long, so I've seen sort of the other side of the business. And so it doesn't, I think I'm less affected. And this is a kind me. of a protective environment here in Los Angeles in yes, a way. Yes, it and is. Because like, we moved out to Texas part-time. We're, we're, now we're there full-time, right? Okay. And it's a, it's a different environment, yeah. right? But in LA, I feel like it's it's a little bubble where if, you're, if you've been here and you're used to it, you kind of know what yeah. to expect. Like everybody's in the business. I grew up with friends who are actors. When I was in school, they'd be gone for two weeks filming. Like you sort of see that and then you get desensitized to it. Yeah, and like no, and in a way, I remember Lauren. I like you're sitting down and like Oprah Winfrey you're sitting down. And nobody, everyone's kind of like, okay, like they. But if you prop Oprah out in the middle of Texas, well, hold, whatever, on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, she's if still, Oprah was but, here, no, but she's still. I mean, but I would. But that's people, a true story. It's a true, that's but a true people story. Are being no, what he's and, saying is because Oprah was there. It's like you can't think you're you're great if Oprah's sitting over there. You know what right. I mean? But like it's yes, like, yes, it's yes, like what you're gonna think like. That's not only what I'm saying. I'm saying people, even though he was like, listen, everyone is aware that Oprah's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna keep it together more. But if Oprah's popped up in some other places, like it's it's just not it's yeah mob. It's mob. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's just it's all relative. But my Oprah, friends. Oprah's a big listener, so when she hears that, she's going <laughs> Oprah, I love you. Um, but my friends I grew up with keep me very humble. Nope. They do not give me an inch ever. That's important. Yes, and it's I love important. it. I love it. Yes. What do you think about the announcement of Lisa Renna after eight seasons? <laughs> Michael doesn't know this. She's off the show. She's done? I, it's happened yesterday. It happened yesterday. Like, yeah. What, what is your vibe? Crystal's probably not going to say. I'm going to say just seeing. By choice? I think that it's a mutual decision. Yeah. But I think when you're, when you mutually decide to part ways, it's a choice that the network allows you to say. To announce. It's a mutual decision. Here's the thing. Only she knows. Right. And only the network knows. I don't dive deep into that. 
I think I wasn't really worried about anybody else. I was just thinking about what's my situation. And like, I am very good at managing my anxiety. I don't have, I don't have a lot of anxiety, but this is like this, the show has brought a lot of anxiety to my life, to be honest. I would, I would be in a straitjacket. So yeah, so I managed, so I'm like, okay, like I don't, I have lived the last few months because we've, we wrapped, it aired and no one's gotten their contracts yet. So I've just like lived my life. And when it happens, it happens. So I was, I was not thinking really about everybody else. I'm always curious but I'm like, okay, so I just like, if I get picked up, then who am I working with? So when I saw that, I was like, it was more about like, oh my God, it's like happening. The next season's happening. I'm like, oh God. So I think that she was, she's been a great housewife. I mean, I, like I said, I used to watch, I walked onto there. She was real. I met her literally randomly a week before my first week of shooting, very warm and was like, if you need anything you know, I'm here for you. It's this crazy situation. It's a crazy job. Am I surprised? Yeah. Like, how, like I thought she was, I, I'm surprised. I, I thought she would defy loved her as that. a housewife yeah. because she's has a huge personality and she brings it. One thing that I also was saying earlier today is it's like, I really think she approaches it as a job. Well, she's a pro. I mean, yes. back when she used to even and go on the Stern show. she understands that with the job, there needs to be a heightened sense of drama. Right. And so she brings it. And I think I think maybe this year, maybe it was too much for the audience. I, yes. I'm not talking about me. But, I, I was like, I was like, okay, like this is this is our okay. job. But but this is this goes back to what you were saying about building people up and then breaking them down. Yeah. So I think what people have to remember, and again, this is like everyone has their opinions of how she handled things and whatever, because I, I just it's not my personality. I'm not I'm not like that. But when you glorify and you constantly praise people and then they level up because the, it's by nature, you're going to now try to reach that expectation. And then you're like too much. Like, what are they supposed to do? You know, and that's the society that we're in now, right? You build, build, build. And it's like, we don't like this, that one step up and we're going to break you down. So that's why for me, it's a lesson that is, I'm just always going to be myself. I can't listen to anybody outside in the world. I can't fall into that trap because it, at the end, of, I need to just go home and go to bed and feel good about myself. And I, so it's surprising. It's not, there's a lot of chatter, but if she came, if she was back on again this year, it wouldn't have surprised me at all. I'm looking so forward to seeing who the rest of the cast is. I'm going to predict that you're going to get cast <laughs> again. That's my prediction. Now I'm like very, so I have this weird thing. Yeah, who do you think's coming back? Who's not? You, well, Kyle, Dorit, no, Kathy. I don't know about that. I'm just saying when mm. I have people that are on these properties on the show, now I'm more vested because now I now I know you. So now I'm going to be right, like, right, right. Now you're going to watch me in a different way. I'm going to be yelling at the TV if anyone's mean to you. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be screaming. I'm going right, to get on these blogs. I'm going to go on all these channels. I'm like, quit it. Before we go, I have to ask this question. Yeah. What, do you put the Lion King soundtrack on every single morning for no. your kids? <laughs> Why? That's weird. Oh my god, I would do it every single morning if I was married to Rob. When, yeah, when my, <laughs> that's when my, literally like me, like packing real coke on their lunchbox. Like we're like low key. When about my children it. Like, are born, I put the song on and I hold them. Well, up. you're allowed to. Yeah. And by the way, we love seeing like people message us all. Like that's been around for you know it's been twenty five years, it's right? Amazing, almost thirty years. Um, 
No, that would be really weird. What's the coolest souvenir That's like you guys? Housewives. What's the, you guys probably have some cool souvenirs in your house. What's yeah, we the do. coolest one? It was actually shown on the show, which I love. It's in our library. It's the original clay designs of the characters. But one of my favorite things is actually from Stuart Little. Okay. So they used a model of the plane and like a little character. And it's like actually it's like the size of this table. Okay. And it's in our theater and it's like this big plane. That's cool. Wait, when she says her theater too, is this the underground? Yeah. Okay. Tell really you gotta tell them about the underground. <laughs> this is like a real theater. You know this movie theater. We have movie theater. No, no, no. But this is like you guys did it on the show and it started as this one iteration and turned into something else. Yeah. And now it's like a, a craft cocktail bar. And it's like, <laughs> this is not like a like And we have like a very cool golf simulator, which is awesome. Yeah, this isn't like a normal theater. Yeah, it's awesome. So, I would watch The Lion King every day in there. I'm just saying. Yeah, we've seen it a couple of times. But <laughs> I was um, I was at the Pantages yesterday and like Lion King is coming back. Like they're doing another run here, the Yay. show. And my friend was like, oh, we're going to come. I'm like, I can't watch it again. You've, you've done I, it. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's the, it's, by the way, it's awesome. Movie, the show, everything is great. But it's, <laughs> it's a lot. Your like, husband's like enough already. It's, it's enough. a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, he's so, I mean, he's like, I can't believe it's like my legacy. Like he's it's an so, icon, it's, it's, it's an great. iconic. Yeah, yes. It's one of those. From of those. Lion King to Real Housewives, Crystal, I'm so <laughs> excited to see you in the next season. I know you're going to be on. Come back anytime. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you and buy a real cocoa? Pimp yourself out. Okay. I'm at Crystal Kung Minkoff on social. And you can find Real Coco in any Costco and on Amazon or my website, enjoyrealcoco.com. I love it. And you guys, organic, pure, fat-free, gluten-free, delicious. I, mean, I was drinking one the whole time. I was drinking the, one Perfect the whole time. Isn't it good? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I just got off this flight from Vegas and I'm all By I'm the all way, that's now. why I make it with cocktails because it's like counteracts Smart. hydration. And you want to keep your friends hydrated. I was not doing a lot of hydration. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll go to cooking school. Yes! Oh my God, that would be so amazing. Would you be so happy? I mean, yeah, maybe the sky will turn green. Who knows? Like, let's see. <laughs> I do make a mean sandwich. All right, yeah, I, Crystal, thank true. you so much for coming on. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. We are giving away a pair of Skinny Confidential driving gloves. These driving gloves are so insane to protect you from the sun if you're driving, if you're golfing, if you're walking, a stroller, if you're doing a hot girl walk, even if you're getting your nails done. All you have to do is tell us who you want to hear on the show next. We love your feedback on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostic and make sure you're following at The Skinny Confidential. Happy Thursday. Quick break to talk about AG1 Athletic Greens, one of our favorite partners, one of our favorite supplements. It is your one-stop shop, all-in-one scoop, all-in-one bang. This thing is the most you're going to get bang for your buck in one place. Like I said, I take it every single morning. Lauren takes it every single morning. We take it when we travel. We carry the travel packs and then we have the big bag at home. We put it in a heaping glass of water every single morning. It reminds us also to hydrate. What I love about this is you get all of these nutrients, adaptogens and vitamins all in one place. It really is your multivitamin for the day. I don't think I could start my day anymore without this. I've been talking about this product for so long on this show because I think it is absolutely incredible. For someone like me who does not do a good job of getting my greens in so consistently, this has been an absolute game changer. 
And if you're someone that struggles to get your vitamins, your minerals, your supplements, your greens in one day, this could also be a game changer for you too. It's also, like I said, going to remind you to hydrate first thing in the morning. That's so important. We talk about hydration on this show. And what I love about this is you cannot take this powder without hydrating. So it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system enhancement, sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. Of course, it's all clean ingredients. And we have a special offer for you. If you want to take ownership of your health today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash skinny. That's athleticgreens.com slash skinny. Check it out, athleticgreens.com slash skinny. 